things we loved about living in Mexico, and, and I got to tell you, I absolutely love Mexico. It, when, when we were itinerating for the very first time, I asked people to pray that God would make me a Mexican. And, and you know, I think he has. I, I love chili. I, you know, the hot food, the better the, you know, I speak better Spanish when I eat that stuff. Uh, and, uh, and, and one of the things I loved about the culture in Mexico is that they like to celebrate. In fact, the, the, the Mexican calendar almost every month of the year has a national holiday, almost. Uh, it's just, it's, they just love to gather and celebrate. Now, that's an interesting thing. If you ever notice what people celebrate uh, and all, that, that uh, you never find anybody celebrating like some mass murderer or, or something like that. Have you, you, you notice that? You notice we, 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 don't, we don't typically celebrate or find people celebrating events or, or people of low character. Uh, what, what we do end up celebrating, if you think about people that you kind of hold in high esteem in history or even around you in, in our world today, it's those people who, who have great character. And, uh, and we celebrate their lives uh, because, because of what they stand for. And, and we, just, we just love to celebrate truth. And you know what that is? That is, that is God's moral imprint on our hearts. It's a reflection of our creator God and what, it, what he's put in us. And, and this morning, our text takes us in 1 Corinthians 13, 6. says, says this, that, uh, that love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love doesn't delight in evil, and, and, uh, and, and that's what we see this. People celebrate truth. They celebrate righteousness. They celebrate celebrate character and uh, and really that that evil it just somehow grieves us when we hear of injustice and evils in this world and that's a reflection of of God's love already the seed already planted within us and and this morning, I, uh, I want us to, to take a look at this. Our, our text tells us that authentic love celebrates the truth. It embraces, when, when truth wins, we celebrate. Love celebrates. Now, my first point this morning is authentic love leads us to know the truth. To know the truth. And and we know we can begin in no better place 
than to recognize that Jesus is the truth. John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's the same Greek word Jesus refers to himself as Paul writes in, in, in love, rejoicing with the truth. It's the same word in both places. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father th- except through me. Now you say, well, that's pretty narrow, isn't it? Well, you know, don't, don't shoot the messenger, just, you know, receive the message, right? Jesus said it, and he declared it, I am the truth. And he said it earlier in John chapter 8, verse 32, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When we recognize that Jesus indeed is the center of truth, we can stand on some really solid ground. In fact, we're standing on the solid rock this morning. When we make Jesus the central focus, he, is, he becomes our solid rock, and he is the truth. That's why here at Horizon, our website, our theme is, is constantly encouraging people to follow Jesus with their whole heart. Because when you follow Jesus, you are embracing truth. You know, so many people want it, want it to be Jesus plus something. Jesus plus some dogma. Or Jesus plus my opinion. Or Jesus plus something, some other thing that, that will get us off track. But if I'm telling you this morning, if we will simply make Jesus the center of our truth and follow him, we will, we will be celebrating daily, living in his truth of who he is. And when you follow that truth, you never need to be afraid of it. Sometimes people want to shy away from truth. I get that famous line in a, in a movie I quoted this morning, I did remember what, uh, uh, Officer and a Gentleman, I, I think is the, the film, but it, you hear these clips, truth, you can't handle the truth, Right? And sometimes we, we kind of withdraw from it because we, we fear what the truth might bring. We fear what the truth might do to relationships or we fear what the truth might, might require of, of us, right? And yet we're encouraged that, that we don't have to be afraid of the truth, Because truth becomes the starting point for change. And maybe that's why we fear, we we pull away sometimes. Truth is the starting point for change. If you can't recognize what the reality of the truth is, then you won't be willing to change. But when you embrace truth, And what does scripture tell us? Perfect love casts out all fear. When we embrace truth, that love's gonna flood in and help us with the change that that truth requires. The challenge is that, uh, that we don't 
we don't always understand the lines between my perceptions of truth and God's truth. Now let me be quick to say that all truth belongs to God. Right? If it's true, it's within the realm and domain of God's existence because God is truth. All truth belongs to him. And so we don't, we don't need to be afraid of sciences. We don't need to be afraid of, of, of philosophy. If these things, if it's true according to God's word, it belongs to him already. He is the source of all truth. But we got to get our, our truth right. And, uh, and the challenge is that human perspective on truth can be misleading. When we don't get our truth straight, when we kind of mix it up between what I believe is true and believe me, I, I hold some opinions, right? What I believe is true and what God's truth says can get muddled sometimes. We, we misinterpret that. So I've got a, I've got a, 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 a mathematical equation for you this morning. And, and just, all, just remember this when, when you get in those debates about truth. Little t is always less than big T. Or little t is not always equal to <laughs> big T. My truth never, ever, ever measures, quite measures up to his truth. Are you with me this morning? And we got to keep that truth straight. We got to we got to stay with it and understand that. Okay, this is my perspective, but what does God's word say? And that's where I'm going to to land. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna live in that space. I'm gonna live with that truth. And that's what Paul was saying here: is that the big T and the uh, love is concerned about the big T, uh, as Paul talks about the gospel truth. Jesus being the truth. Now, scripture on this, on this human perspective, we, even, even godly people can get this messed up and mixed up. And, I, and I've, I've been there. Well, we have an example in scripture where the prophet Samuel had been ministering and working with King Saul. Well, Saul decided to walk his own way and live out what he believed was his truth, his, his reactions to truth. And, and, uh, and so King Saul had gone out on his own, disobeyed God, and God said, you know what, that's it. Uh, we're pulling the plug on the king thing here for you, Saul. And, uh, and so he says to Samuel, I'm going to anoint a new king and I want you to go up to Bethlehem to the house of Jesse. And Jesse has seven sons. One of his sons you're going to anoint as the next king over Israel. So Samuel creates some pretext as to not get in trouble with, with King Saul. And he goes up for a feast there and a sacrifice with, with Jesse and his sons. And, Je and he instructs Jesse to bring his sons in, and as protocol dictates, the oldest brother, right, Ted, comes in the door. And his name is Eliab. 
And I'm telling you what, Samuel is impressed. Because Eliab is head and shoulders taller than anybody. He's strong, he's big, he's athletic. It's almost like he's Pastor Stan, right? And, and I mean, and I mean, this guy is the full package. We're talking all American, well, in this case, all Israeli, right? Uh, he, he is the guy. And Samuel is totally impressed, and he's taken. He's taken, and, th- and he thinks to himself, this has got to be the next king of Israel. There he is. And that's when the Lord speaks, and we, we find this passage in 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. Now, rejected in the sense that he's not going to be the next king. It didn't mean that he didn't like him, right? But he's not, he's not the guy. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. We can get our truth mixed up, folks. And, I, I, and I'll admit, first off, I, I'm so quick to size people up in a moment. Don't we do that? We meet them and we all, we're immediately forming opinions of them. And, and our truth can be so outward, so, so circumstance-based. And the Lord says, you know what? Don't trust that. Because we tend to look at the things that the Lord's not looking at. He looks at the heart. Now I will tell you, that, that does give me a little bit of pause <laughs> when the Lord looks at the heart because I know what's in this heart. Right? And yet I know with absolute confidence that, that when the Lord looks at your heart, He not only sees and knows everything about your past, He also This is the greatest part. He also knows and sees everything about your future. He knows what you can become. He knows the truth that can be born and and worked out in your life. So today, when when you hear the Lord looks at the heart, don't shrink away from it. Run to it. Because the Lord loves you so much and he's got a he's got plans for what he wants to birth in your heart and your life the lord looks at the heart authentic love not only leads us to know the truth but authentic love also motivates us to speak the truth One thing you'll, you'll find out about me as you get to know me is that I tend to just kind of spill my guts. Right? Yeah, spill your guts, Gibson, right? Now, I, I'm not going to spill my guts about what I know about you. Uh, what, what, what I mean by that is that I just simply share, you know, what I'm feeling, thinking, that, you know, I, I, just, I just love to share. You know, I, I, like, I like to tell the truth about what I'm feeling, what's going on, right? Well, I can tell you this has saved me from a life of crime. <laughs> 
Okay? It really has. I was on the cusp of this life of crime at the age of five. <laughs> when, when one morning, on a Saturday morning, early, my older brother, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame it on my older brother, not, not Ted back here, I have another brother, John. John was three years at my elder, and together we devised a plan to, to go and steal squirt guns from the Mayfair grocery store in Independence, Oregon. Five years old, right? We, I can tell you, we knew what we were doing. We showed up when nobody else is in the store. <laughs> you think the manager's not going to notice two kids, right? <laughs> Out on a Saturday morning early. And, uh, and, and so, I, you know, we, we tried it. We try to stick the guns in our pockets and we make a getaway. And the manager catches us at the door. Hauls us up to his office there and then starts the interrogation. All right, what's your name? Now my brother, my older brother, he was a hardened criminal at eight. Because <laughs> he just, he was tight-lipped and he looked at that guy because he knew if his name was coming out, mom was getting called and there was going to be trouble. All right? But me, I, I fell to pieces. What do you expect from a five-year-old, right? I fell to pieces and, and, and I go, tell him your name, John. <laughs> oh, John, is it? Okay. Yeah. It's good to tell the truth. Speak the truth in love because that's what Scripture exhorts us to do. To speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. I need you to tell me the truth about me and about you. I need to tell the truth about myself to others. Because when I do that, it gives room for authentic relationship. It gives an open door for us to truly know each other. Because loving is based on knowing. Think of that. Who is the person who knows you better than anyone else? We just read about it. God knows your heart, right? And he knows you and he loves you. It's the foundation of our relationships. We need to speak the truth in love. Bill Hybels, pastor at Willow Creek Church in the Chicago area, calls this the last 10% of the conversation that seldom gets spoken. Can you relate to that? Sometimes there's just that 10% of what never gets said but needs to be said. Love has the courage to speak it. And in doing so, we grow up into him who is the head. Now we're talking about the big T truth here, right? We need to speak that 10% of truth 
Because honestly, I need to hear it. It's like the, the saying, it's, it's tough to read the label of the jar that you find yourself in. You know what I mean? I can't read that label that I'm already in. I need my brothers and sisters. I need other Christ followers to be speaking the truth to me about me. Now, I don't always like it, right? <laughs> Just this week. We, well, Gwen and I, two weeks ago, had a, uh, had a garage sale. Our container came. We got things unloaded. We, we got all this stuff. And we had stuff we, we needed to get rid of. Well, the, the big challenge there is I want stuff to sell, sell, sell. Gwen's saying, keep, 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 right? But, and we were talking about this with some friends. And, uh, and but the, one of my friends, and there was a guy actually said it, he and his wife, he said, Jerry, uh, do you find it easier to sell Gwen's stuff than to sell your stuff? <laughs> it was a knife, right? Of course. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's always easier to sell her stuff. That was speaking the truth and love, right? Because we don't always see it for ourselves. That's why we, we need each other. All too often, truth is sacrificed on the altar of love when the reality is, is that we don't speak the truth is because we care more about us. I care more about me. Therefore, I don't tell you the truth because somehow it'll impact me. Love speaks his truth to one another. Now, Proverbs 27, 5 through 6 says, better is an open rebuke than hidden love. And wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. See, this morning, loving truth is not destructive, but it's redemptive. Loving truth always wants to move you forward, not drag you down. And that's the difference. Speaking the truth in love. Don't be, uh, don't be taken in, though, by the, how sometimes gossip and sin can be disguised as truth. You know, we, we, there, are, there are those who will use uh, what I call the ugly truth or the evil truth. And that's where we simply go and tell other people about what somebody else has done. That's not the truth. Oh, it may have actually happened, and maybe it even happened the way you said it did. But it's not a truth that needs to be spoken. Are you with me? You see, Peter tells us in 1 Peter 4.8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. So exposing someone else's sin to someone else 
telling, carrying those tales, right? That's not the truth we're talking about. Lord, help me. Lord, help me to not rejoice. Love does not take pleasure in evil. But love rejoices with the truth. Here's some trustworthy truths worth speaking and celebrating. Let me just share a few with you. I am a broken person living in a broken world. Well, how can that be something to celebrate, Jerry? Because if we start, if we know where our starting point is, then we know where to go for healing, right? I need to embrace the fact that I am, apart from Christ, I am a broken person living in a broken world. And I need some truth. I need a full measure of it. I need a blood transfusion from, from heaven. I need Christ to fill his truth in me. I'm a broken person. Another truth worth sharing and celebrating is I am deeply loved and need to be reminded of this fact often. Do you ever get told enough that you're loved? I sure don't. Love me, love me, love me. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we need to tell each other often and regularly how much God loves us. We are loved. And it will be something that people will celebrate. Another truth to be celebrated and spoken often is Jesus is the only way to God. He said it himself. He is the only way. And you know what? Honestly, that takes all the guesswork out of it. It's not how good I can be. It's not how, how many good deeds I can, I can live out. It's not any of those things. None of that at the, at the final result is enough to get me in God's good graces because I'm already there. Only Jesus, only Jesus is the way to salvation. We can celebrate it. And then another truth worth sharing and speaking. This week you can speak these truths and bless somebody, celebrate together. There's always forgiveness and healing for me. There's always. His forgiveness never fails. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We will always, always have available to us his forgiveness and his healing. You can celebrate it. It's available to you. Access that truth and find it. Because scripture tells us that when that lost person or that lost item, Jesus in his parables twice mentions when, when that lost coin was found, the owner gathered her friends together and said, celebrate with me, rejoice with me, let's have a party. Because what was lost is now found. And... Uh, and know this, 
That when you take one step towards truth, that there's a celebration. He's rejoicing. Finally, authentic love not only leads us to know the truth and does, not only motivates us to speak the truth, but authentic love prompts us to live out the truth. 1 John 3.18, little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. In deed and truth. Let us love with in deed and truth. There's a, a saying, an axiom that says, to know and not to do is to not know. To know and not do is to not know, right? I think the best illustrated <laughs> in my own life a few years ago, I, was, I had a van load of, of uh, media guys. It was all guys that day, and we were out in, in Toledo, uh, one of these ancient cities. They're all old over there in Europe. But uh, we're, we're visiting, and their parking garages are incredibly narrow. And tiny. And if you've ever been over there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And they, of course, because they're, they're underneath very large buildings, there are these huge pillars, cement posts and whatnot, kind of scattered throughout the parking lot. And, and you just got to watch out for them. Well, I'm, I had managed to get my 12-passenger van full of, of these American guys hollering and yelling and hooping and you know, laughing and they're talking. And, and I get myself in a very tight spot, but I can get out of this. And, and you know, I, so I am up against this little mirror, this, this, this post, and I look in the mirror, and you know how the mirror says, you know, caution, items are sometimes closer than they appear to be. Right. Yeah, yeah. My perception is I'm clear of that post. Well, I am so close, the entire van goes, Jerry, 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 you're really close to this post. And they're trying to warn me with all they, they can. And I go, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. And as the second I got it came out of my mouth, the, that awful sound of metal and cement happened, right? And I have forever left a beautiful indentation on the side of our nice new van. Guess what I heard the rest of the day? I got it, I got it. Yeah. They erupted in laughter, I tell you what. I've lived with that even to this day. Anybody who was in that van, first thing they see, ah, yeah. Um, to know and not do is to not know. Do you know this morning? Do you know? Are you living it? Are you acting on it? The truth that people speak to you, are you walking it out? I got a, I read an email or actually a Facebook message from a friend of mine in Wichita, Kansas that kind of exemplifies exactly what I want to share and what, what I'm talking about. It's in the little things, folks, that love celebrates truth lived out. When truth wins, love Gets happy. 
my friend Kim, she, uh, she wrote this and posted it on her, on her wall, and so I thought it was appropriate just to read it as she wrote it. So I, as I sat in a particularly slow drive through lane at Starbucks this morning, I noticed that some of their potted flowers had been knocked over maybe by the, in the storm. And I wondered for a minute or two how many people had already walked by or driven by, by them in the, this morning. So after a few minutes, I, I dodged some raindrops and picked them up and sticking one of the plants back in the pot too and then set them up next to the building. The gal ahead of me in line paid for my drink. I'm guessing she cared about the plants but just wasn't sure about braving the rain. Either way, it's the little things in life that usually end up making us stop and smell the flowers, or in this case, the coffee. Kim just simply acted. She saw a need, and she acted because it was the right thing to do. Someone celebrated that. This week, today, you can celebrate love. Just as that, as that parent sees his child learning new things and, becoming a, and it becoming a source of joy every week, my granddaughter, two and a half years old, is posting on Facebook on something new she learned. And grandpa is proud. <laughs> right? A coach watches as a young player masters a skill and, and that coach finds joy. Or a pastor or a mentor finds great joy in the growth and success of those he leads. It's fun to watch people grow, isn't it, Pastor? And what a joy it is. And can I tell you this morning, your Heavenly Father delights in every truth you discover in Him. Every step forward in truth is a joy to your Heavenly Father. And someday, love will finally, will rejoice on that final day when the Father will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your reward. I'm looking forward to that day. But meanwhile, every day is a day to celebrate when we see truth win in our lives.